0: Hi, welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Kunjini Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalized mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver actionable steps and strategies and inspiration so that you can take back the control of your life and live your best life. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help-seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely, and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Traumatic Transformations. In this podcast, things that you can expect to see are improvement in emotional quotient, which is your EQ, improvement in your positive quotient, which is your PQ, a very emerging um, field in science of positiveness and the mindset that people who tend to be positive, um, not toxic, toxic, toxically positive, but positive and knowing how to balance their positivity with their negativity and things that are self-sabotaging. And improvement in your intellectual uh, as it relates to mental health because I plan to raise awareness of different topics that we t- normally as a society tend to shy away from especially because of the stigma associated with it I am very big on reducing the stigma and this is one of the things that I didn't discuss in the past episode was I found myself studying reducing stigma while I was in grad school that was actually this basis of my thesis um, to graduate with my master's. Um, And I was studying a population that was very stoic, that would very uh, much not seek help. I was in North Dakota. Um, So it was very interesting that, you know, when it comes to mental health, we still are very, as a society, not open to talking about certain subjects and certain things. Um, I'm not saying that some of these things are okay to talk about and plastered all over, you know, social media, as it happens to us. But I definitely think that mediums like this, and other social accounts that are meant to educate and inform people um, are very useful and helpful to help people going through some of the struggles that people tend to go through, but we don't talk about it collectively. Um, or in this episode, rather, I plan to cover postpartum depression. Uh, and I want to dedicate this episode to a woman called Nima Pakta and all the other women that unfortunately left us before their time. I very wholeheartedly feel. Um, and feel honored to f- have found my purpose through her, so to speak, um, this year as I was looking for answers to really figure out what I wanted to be when I sort of grew up. And her passing this July really brought me back to my original reason, um, the second original reason why I wanted to study um, mental health and, you know, why I went into the field of mental health. So I'm really thankful to her family um, and for not keeping this uh, in the family and actually Respecting her last wishes of mention you know talking about this in public as it relates to mental health and the stigma associated with it, one of the things that she mentioned um, in her note was that she felt very pressured by society, and I think we as a society need to do better by her and all the others that has left us as a result of this detrimental um, times that women tend to go through. So I will make this really quick. I won't spend a lot of time. When I do solo episodes, I want to spend 15-20 minutes so you can tune in and educate yourself about different topics related to mental health. And then once a week, I also plan to bring you guests from different walks of life who have been through very, very, very hard, tragic things, but now are thriving um, and passing and passing their knowledge after healing um, and working towards their best self, and now paying it forward. So I really hope that you know some of that inspires you to be a better you, helps you find your purpose, and sort of gives you hope uh, and teaches you about some of the things that happen in the world that we don't tend to discuss. Um, so. Here, um, so I really wanted to focus on um postpartum uh, depression and all the perinatal mood disorders that happen. So, postpartum is after pregnancy, and perinatal disorders are disorders that happen in, during pregnancy. And I don't, I'm personally because I'm from a very counseling background and less clinical background, um or at least my values lie in the counseling background, but I don't believe in diagnosing or labeling people. And I know that in my field, it's really important that and different people have different values around this. Um, I think diagnosing people helps in setting their treatment and understanding what they might be going through. But one of the things to keep in mind as it relates to psychology and counseling in the world of mental health is that Every individual's journey is different. Every individual's symptoms are different. They are based upon their perception of things. They're based upon where they grow up, their beliefs, their cultural values. And there are all these different things. And I think does as a society, we tend to undermine a lot of the things um, as it relates to mental health. So just keep that in perspective. But um, going back to postpartum depression and perinatal you know mood disorders there's a whole bunch and I could spend literally an entire hour talking about it but I wanted to focus on postpartum depression because my next week's guest is actually it's going to be a two-part episode and she is an amazing woman who has now four children but she went through this hardship of having postpartum depression and was uh, very helpful in um by coming on the show and talking about her journey where she almost passed away because of it. So I really think that we as a society need to discuss some of these things. Um, so postpartum depression looks very different for different people. And I want to be very clear on that because, you know, um, there is a general idea of what it is and what it entails. But um It's very individualistic based. So be mindful of that as I go through some of the pointers and some of the realities as it relates to um, postpartum depression. So one in seven women suffer from postpartum depression. And I'm going to call it PPD just to make it easier um, to talk about. Nearly 50% of the people with PPD are never detected. It goes so much, very much underreported because there are so many changes that moms and mothers and women go through in the first years, in the first part of their birthing and the whole motherhood experience. PPD can affect as many as 10% of the fathers as well within the first year. Women with PPD have 50% chance of experiencing it again in second pregnancy. Suicide accounts for 20% of postpartum deaths. Now, and it is the second most common cause of mortality... And in postpartum women. So it's really important that we don't shy away from this and don't think, oh, this will never happen to me or, oh, this will never happen to us. I think, again, information and knowledge is power. We need to know these information so that we can be prepared and look for things, signs, and symptoms if they were to happen. You know how many of us prepare for hurricane? or you know have emergency bags um before you know if we live in areas that are stricken by natural disaster it's just something we do so in life we i think it's really important to be prepared and know and have the knowledge of some of the things that we or our loved ones could very much be going through in any given time and just know what all of that entails so some of the symptoms of postpartum depression are loss of appetite, sleep and changes. When I say loss and you know some, some, some people who are depressed they tend to eat more. Some people eat less. So it really isn't um, a you know recipe one recipe for across all board but it's just important to keep that in mind that if you or your loved ones are going through changes in your episode uh, in your appetite or sleep that's something to keep in mind. Intense irritability. Now there's a whole concept of baby blues which happens for two weeks after pregnancy. And then, you know, two or three weeks, depending on the person and depending on a woman. Um, So it's really important to keep this in mind as well. And even for men, I think it's important for men to be educated about some of these things too, because they have their partners going through some of these things. And if they're so raised with, we don't talk about emotions, this could not happen to us, then what? You know, so just knowing about some of these things couldn't hurt. Um, No, so baby blues last for two or three weeks, but postpartum depression can last can happen anytime during perinatal period, which is the pregnancy period, all the way up to the first year of baby's life. So for mothers, it's really important that we focus on some of these things and know about some of these things. It can there can be overwhelming Uh, feeling of fatigue. People who are going through it uh, lose interest in activities that they once enjoyed. They find themselves very withdrawn from family and friends. There are severe mood swings, isolation from things that they once enjoyed. And in some cases, they have a very hard time bonding with the baby in the beginning. Thoughts of, you know, wanting to kill the baby in extreme cases, Um, lack of joy, so to speak, in life. And you just must remember and know that as a woman, we go through so many changes in the first year of life. We're losing our old identity and gaining a new one. It's so important that people as a society. Uh, and we as a society understand the depth of that, you know, when it doesn't help when we say, so I'm going to go over some of the things that, you know, can help and hurt. And we as a, we together can do to help in, so help someone in, in these situations. Um, one of the things that, uh, one of the things to keep in mind for women who are going through it is that, you know, you're going to go through social, emotional, financial, identity, and physical change, physical and spiritual changes in your life. You know, everything that you used to be before the baby absolutely changes, your body changes. So give yourself time to recover from this and don't expect that, oh, when you compare yourself to all these women on Facebook and Insta, Instagram, that they all look so happy on the outside. Let me tell you, everybody looks happy on the outside, on the Facebook page you know, profile pictures and WhatsApp profile pictures and IG profile pictures, I get to work with those people who look very high functioning, but inside they are very much hurting. So it's really important to keep that perspective in mind that you don't know what the story behind that picture is. So when we think and just automatically assume that everything looks great on the picture, that's Probably not how it is because we each are going through our own demons, our own darkness, our own struggles, and our own growth in life. And we 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 can never judge at, at what point and where we we might be in that journey. So just keep that in perspective. Another thing that you know, um, women tend to go through is we we go through a lot of stress too much in the first year. And, you know, it's very hard for us to keep all of that stress in check. Um, One of the things I recently just founded a group since, you know, I started coming out of my motherhood hole this year, um, just out of wanting, finally, now my toddler is two and a half years old. So he's, he's not as much of a baby as he, you know, when we first started out, and it feels good to be able to have some of my freedom, some of my Ability to, you know, some of my, um, so to speak, um, my ability to just blossom and beat me, you know, in the first few years for myself. the, Everyone's journey is different, and my journey was I just was so focused on him that I almost forgot who I was in the process, and that didn't sit quite well with me. So, you know, one of the things that I did as a result of that was I recently founded a group called Pregnant and new mom's uh, mental wellness support group on Facebook. And you're more than welcome to join that group because in that group, we put the focus back on mom. Where I grew up or just growing up as a, as a as a South Asian, it was one of the biggest things that you know we tend to do. It's like baby is here and the mother is just slighted and who cares what happens to the mother. And I really don't think that's right. And I think we need to break that cycle and do something about that. So I wanted to, uh, you know, create that place for women, especially because of COVID and lack of support and where Facebook, everybody's on Facebook. And I had switched myself off, but now I'm back on. And, you know, I only look at accounts that are positive or helpful or supportive, and I hardly go on my feed. But, you know, that's something I needed to do as a part of my self-care. So self-care is not selfish in the first couple to three years of new motherhood. Find yourself time, you know, even if it's five minutes a day, just five minutes where you can just be you. And I know it's really difficult. Like there will be times that nobody prepared me that I would even, you know, he would even follow me to the showers and bathrooms. But hey, you know, the the time to yourself is a very important commodity and we don't tend to have that as new mothers. So really keep that in mind, you know, even if you can just set five minutes of timer and, you know, just whatever you can do to... um, Take care of your health or your mental health where you just need to just sit and be and not even do anything, you know, because sometimes we as mom then feel feel guilty. There is this whole concept of there are all these things that are there and present, but um, I And you can leave me a feedback or comments, you know, or send me an email about some of the things that you would like to see on the show. And I, I would more than happy be, um, you know, bring some of that content and present you with some of that to help alleviate some of the things that you might be going through. But there is this whole concept of uh, mom guilt. Uh, postpartum rage, uh, which is a thing these days. We don't uh, focus on that, but it's very much there. There's a concept of perinatal OCD. There is a concept of postpartum psychosis. There is all these things that happen in our life. So it's really important that we, you know, sort of step back and take some time to ourselves, um, whatever time that might be to refill, because I truly believe that we can't pour from an empty bucket. So it's really important that, you know, we fill ourselves up with um, at least something that can help us just be. Um, And one of the things as a society to sort of, um, and, you know, ask for help. And I'm really... Uh, and we'll talk about some of that with Amanda next week, but, you know, and just if in order for you to take care of yourself, and I know that feels very selfish because we don't grow up thinking that way, but if you are not there, are you really present for your child? You know, so it's really important that if things are getting very difficult, seek professional help. There is nothing wrong with it. Ask for help from your friends and family. And I know it's difficult, but it's really important through this time. So some of the things that I want to offer as solutions and tips for people who are close to people who are going through PPD is don't offer solutions. You know, in this time, we don't want to, you know, sometimes we just want to be heard. You just want to have an open mind and, you know, just listen to what they're saying. Just empathize. And. Um, And know and try to put yourself in their shoes instead of saying, oh, get over it or oh, it'll pass soon or don't worry about it. If she's talking to you about, you know, feeling like a fat pig because that's what we feel um, and, you know, it's not so easy to voice those things to people because people are just like, mm, you know, it's okay, it's normal. Or we we don't feel great talking or wasting about some of these things. And that's how we end up feeling when we have a certain kind of body, which absolutely changes after pregnancy. We want to be able to waste that because we're feeling it in the inside. So it's really important that you just listen and not offer any solutions. The other thing to do is, you know, um, uh, and like I was telling earlier that ask if you if you can do anything for them instead of saying something judgmental or, you know, get over it or there's nothing wrong. Everybody goes through it and minimizing and, you know, dismiss being be, being dismissive. And then the um, other thing that you can do is to. The other thing that can happen is that when you minimize someone, then they are not you are not the person that they're going to be talking to. Um, just because you didn't go through it does not mean that they are not going through it as well. So just be mindful of that. Again, don't label, you know, fat or depressed or you've changed so much. Just say something like, she has depression or you're feeling anxious. What can I do? Can I help you research some or, or find someone? Can I, you know, um, if you need anything, I'm here to listen and whatever you need me to do, I can help you with, um, just be someone that they can come to and speak with when you try, try to get ahead and solve other people's problems and, you know, offer solutions, um, people find themselves not feeling understood. And that's a very hard place to be in. Um, You know, tell them that, do tell them that you can call them, you know, they can call you or you can help them research or figure out some of the things that they're struggling with and do it from a place of empathy instead of sympathy. You don't want to feel pity. Um, It's not that, you know, we can't do it. It's just that, It takes a lot of mental energy, and it's something that we can't control. um, That's happening. So, again, I think that's really important to keep that in mind. And especially to the people that they are very, you know, who are very, very close to people who are going through these things, just make sure that you encourage them somehow gently, kindly um, to seek help. Because if you're their partner, if you're their sister, if you're their mom, and if you tell them that, you know, getting help, you will will not judge you for it. You need the help. It's okay. You know, at least you, it's, it's hard for us to see you suffer like this. But whenever you're ready, it's okay. We can't push and we don't want to and that it in itself can be very cathartic so just know that and you know also don't minimize things as in you know I believe um you know, by saying you don't look depressed or there is nothing wrong or to be depressed about, you know, just you had you just had a baby be happy. If it was that easy, they would be already doing that. So just know that sometimes it's beyond our capacity to just be happy we trust me we want to be happy but we can't be and thus we're here so you know um it's really important that we have that empathy and just you know you you tell them that you believe them um and you know whatever it is that you can do you are ready to do and you will research and help them through it and here to listen without judging what they're going through so i really hope that this was helpful, and uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at gpatel@gpatelcounseling.com at That's my email address. I'm also available on Insta and Facebook at gpatelcounseling. You're more than welcome to follow me and follow some of my groups and things that I do if you need more information. There is lots of support out there for PPD by you know postpartum support international they offer all these groups all these free resources you know all this free help all these support groups weekly for moms for dads for family for people who have gone through pregnancy losses so there is a lot of help and i really hope that if you are listening to the show and if you are one of the people needing help or someone you're close to needs that help you can point up to that direction. If you follow, like I said, some of my social accounts, uh, I have all these resources very read, readily available. I don't think happiness is a choice. I think suffering um, through it alone is a choice. And I know that when you're going through the worst times, you don't want to be with people. And isolation just feels, um, you know, less straining. But please, if you or someone you're suffering, uh, uh, someone you know is suffering, please encourage them to seek help if you can. And if you can't, um, I really hope that you get the help you can. So hope this was helpful and see you next time. Thank you so much for being here.